this is Clean Thought with Andrew and Nad. All right, we are back for episode number six. Today, we want to talk about the voice of God. When we talk about worship concerning prayer, it's not a monologue. It's actually a dialogue. It's a two-way conversation. But I want to talk about the voice of God because I feel like there's many people today who probably would not agree that God is still speaking today. But I believe He is. I, I, I believe that God speaks to us many ways today. Of course, through His Word, He'll speak to us. Through His messengers, He will speak to us. And I believe his own voice will speak to us. The scripture I'm thinking of is where Elijah runs from Jezebel. He had just performed these many miracles of fire falling from heaven, and he killed the prophets of Baal. And then Jezebel threatens to kill him. And for some reason, Elijah was afraid, and he ran for his life. And he's hiding, and he's under a juniper tree. And he's in a cave, and he's just feeling sorry for himself. And in this moment, the Bible says that he heard a still, small voice, which was the voice of God. Now, this is Old Testament. This happened thousands of years ago. But I believe that God still speaks to his people today. In this way, God still speaks in a still, small voice. But I've heard of people saying that, They've heard the audible voice of God. Maybe we could start with this question. I'm trying to think about our audience here. We've got different types of people. Maybe there's someone out there that doesn't believe that God still speaks today. But I remember the first time that I felt like I heard the voice of God. I was 11 years old. This is when I felt like a call of God come on my life. Like God was calling me to, to preach the gospel. I was 11 years old. I was uh, mowing the grass. <laughs> my uh-huh. my mom and dad um, told me to get out there and mow the grass. It was a push mower. But I got the Holy Ghost when I was 10 years old. And so I was 11 years old. I distinctly remember this day. I was in the backyard. I was mowing the grass. And all of a sudden, I started to see a vision of myself preaching the gospel. And I could hear the voice of God through that vision that God was showing me that one day I would preach his gospel. And that was a a very memorable experience for me. I walked away just knowing I heard God, knowing I felt the call of God on my life. And I went and told my mom and dad that God just called me to preach. They, They brought me to my pastor at the time was Billy Stanley. And they said, uh, Andrew says he feels like he's called to preach. And so Billy Stanley looks at me, and I'm just 11 years old, and he says, mm-hmm. well, let me tell you something, son. There's no money in preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he, he, was my, he was my pastor for 17 years, my first pastor. Something about the those old timers—they're—they—they're they're not going to get excited when someone says, "I feel like I'm called of God," because they want to. Usually, if you're really called of God, there's just a knowing, and when you know, you know, and there's no questioning it. And I think that's what he was testing, even though I was young and I didn't understand everything. He, being an older and wiser, he just. He knew well if he's called, then it he then it'll it'll happen. But if it's if he's not called, then this is just some feeling he had, right? But I, that experience was the first time I 
felt like I knew I heard the voice of God speaking into my life. Uh, how about you? When you when was your first time? Well, this topic is uh, was a very challenging topic for me. <laughs> so as you, as I told you about man, uh, before about this, and I mentioned I wasn't a spiritual person. Like the whole idea of a spirituality was very uncommon for me before I became a Christian. It was very unfamiliar. I heard about it. I just couldn't accept it. I always believed that if there is a truth or if there is a, any spirituality in any kind, if there is any truth into it, the truth has to manifest itself. And I wouldn't see any manifestations of any kind of a spirituality, any kind of a spirit or anything in, in my life personally before I became a Christian. And the first time, like the first few times I, I came to a church, the idea of hearing a voice of God or like when people mentioned that they heard God or when they said that God told me to do this, it the, the idea that, that the sentence, the statement <laughs> was so unusual to me, was so... And I did. I did. I really didn't know how to react. I had to accept it. The confusion was immeasurable. Even the first time, like the first few times that I had the like a spiritual experience myself, like I the first time I spoke in tongues, I th I thought I have a seizure. Like <laughs> that was that was my first understanding. Oh God. I'm having a seizure, but then I noticed, no, I'm not shaking, not the rest of my body. Oh, <laughs> What's <wow>. going on? <laughs> so this, like this confusion, has led me to start some studying, and then I had the opportunity to go through the some old books, some very old texts about the topic, how they used to understand this idea back in 3rd century, 4th century, through like the 8th, 7th, 8th century. And I went through the mo lots of writings about it. And then I get to the verse about, it's Galatians 5, 16 to 23, which says that live by the spirit, I say, do not gratify the desires of flesh and comes and like counts the acts of the flesh and then counts the fruits of the spirit, which gave me an understanding that although when we are talking about the spirituality, this spirituality is is those things, it is like the, the spirits and the spirit realms and the spirit battle. But then these kind of things like the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, the things, generosity, the things that we face in everyday life is a part of our spirit. It kind of gave me the idea of in the Bible, this the spirit is not separated. It's not a completely invisible and unreachable world for us. It is something that is involved in our daily life. It is something that we go through every day. We deal with fruits of the spirit every day, with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And, well, this was a very good beginning for me. 
to starting to understand the spirituality. Then while working on having these in my life and having the fruits of the spirit in my life, trying to push back the flesh, I get to the idea of how the meditation on the word, how to... um, People used to meditate on the world, how people used to stay quiet, sit, focus on one word, have silence, get to self-knowledge through the word of God. And after I focused on that, the the spirituality in my life started to be more fruitful and the truth that I was searching for started to manifest. To me, it first started as I was reading the Bible. I found that the words of the Bible came to life and they're speaking to me, which is a very common experience. A lot of people who build a relationship with Bible, they get to this conclusion that the Bible is alive and he is talking to them. But it actually went forward. After a while, I built a distance between the emotions and everything that is going through the troubles, the stress. Focused on the Bible, focused on the message of the God, with this belief that, okay, God is the one that created me, is the one that called me to existence. And he had a purpose, and I'm looking for understand his purpose, his will in my life, in creating me. I started to realize that although sometimes I I do not obey, I kind of can hear the will of God, the voice of God in my mind. I kind of can feel it in my heart that God wants me to do this. I'm not a good, like, as a Christian, I'm not a very good Christian, I know it. I'm not that I'm not a very obedient child. <laughs> I can I, I know when I'm not doing the right thing. Like I know what God wants me to do and like middle of doing it I know like God is God isn't saying you shouldn't like be angry at this moment. You shouldn't react like this. Yeah. <laughs> usually I cannot stop myself. Sometimes I try, but usually I cannot. That I know, I can hear him. And this itself, the feeling and the manifestation and the understanding of this is a proof of the concept for me. It's the proof of the relationship that exists, that kind of validates the whole thing. It brings it to life. It brings it out of the just concept and creates a reality in my life. It is kind of like hearing the voice of God. The voice of God is the center of my faith. We can see. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, it uh, comes from the Word of God. Well, someone may say, well, I don't hear God speaking. Well, He still speaks through His Word because, like you said, His Word is alive. It's not dead. The Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away before one jot or one tittle of the law will pass away. So everything will be destroyed, but the Word of God will still be here. It's alive. It's forever alive. And then God sends his messengers. This is a powerful way someone might hear the voice of God. I'm sure this has happened to you, where you hear a message and you're like, that message was for me. Like this preacher had no idea what I was dealing with or what I was facing, but he told me exactly what I needed to hear. Truly, God is speaking to me. Exactly. Uh, I can think of a, uh, an example when 
you're praying a prayer. I've done this. I've prayed a prayer in my identity crisis <laughs> in my oh, life yeah. when I was 21 years old. I was uh, just going through a lot of things in my life. I was captive. I was bound. And I kept asking God to get me out. I need out of this rut. I used that specific word. I said, Lord, I don't know how, but I want you to get me out of this rut. And then my pastor, uh, maybe three months of praying that, my pastor comes to me and says, God said he that you've asked him, how do I get out of this rut? And today you're going to get out of the rut. And he said the same word that I prayed. And I was like, whoa. God, you heard me, and you're responding to me. Like you're, you didn't just hear my prayer. Now you're, you're sending your messenger to deliver the word to me. It's such a powerful moment in my life. It's sometimes it's like the preacher has been following you the entire month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly to the to the word to the T. Following yes. you knows what you're going through. And most of the time as a preacher myself, we don't even know. We don't we have no clue that we're hitting a nerve or we're really speaking to someone directly. We don't know. Like unless it's something like a moment like I had where the preacher calls you out and says, Thus saith the Lord and then, then they kinda know, okay, God's Speaking to this person, and I just, even in that though, as a preacher myself, like, you really have to trust God. Like, is this really God, or is this me? And that's always a question. When someone that's hears the voice of God, their la their first question is, is this God, or is this just me? <laughs> you ever have this experience, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, Bishop has, we had a long discussion on this that says if you're going to go and tell say something to someone from God you're prophesying mm -hmm. but if you if this is not from God you're a false prophet <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh okay mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's that makes you feel nervous about saying it i've i haven't been used very much in this gift this spiritual gift, but when I have been, it's like God is just keeps nagging me to do it. Like, say it, say it. And it just keeps repeating in my head. And then finally I'm like, okay, I'm going to give myself to it. It must be God. It's not just me. And usually it's spot on, you know. But this, this only happened a few times uh, to me personally. Um, but... There's something inside of us, like maybe it's our conscience, possibly, but something's telling us to do something, right? We don't know if it's the voice of God or if it's our own conscience. If you have the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is living inside of you. It could be the Holy Ghost speaking to your conscience, which the Holy Ghost is God, same thing, Spirit of God, Spirit of Christ. It's all of us that's living inside of us. It's telling us what to do. I, I started practicing this a few years ago because uh, someone gave this advice, and so I took it. They said, would the Holy Ghost tell you to do something bad? And you're like, well, no, they wouldn't. It, or the Holy Ghost wouldn't tell me to do something bad. Would the Holy Ghost tell you to do something good? Yeah, every time. It If it was the Holy Ghost, it would be something good. So I've practiced this. If I feel this little nudge, just a little 
if it's my conscience or the Holy Ghost, if we could argue all day, I could argue with myself. But someone uh, uh, one day was walking on the road, and I was in my vehicle. The Holy Ghost nudged me to, to give them $5. And they weren't holding a sign. They weren't like saying, I need, a, I need money. I rolled the window down, and I said, hey, God told me to give you this. And I just gave it to them. Like I say, you could argue, well, that's your conscience to do something good for somebody. Okay, well, I'm not going to ignore it, whether it's my conscience or it's the voice of God. Uh, another, this, hap- this happened another time. I, I had just received $20 for, for painting, and someone had just wanted to bless me, and another coworker of mine, and they just said, hey, thank you all so much for helping. Here's $20. We just want to give you this as a blessing. And we'd painted all week, so I mean, we were wore out from painting. So it was a nice little blessing. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm in a drive-through Starbucks. Go figure. And there's this guy coming across the street. He's pushing a grocery cart, and I feel this nudge to give him that twenty bucks. And I hold on to my twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm like, No, God, this is my twenty dollars. <laughs> I earned this. <laughs> It was a blessing. I, I didn't ask. I didn't even ask for this. You you gave it to me by someone else, and and I and then I just rolled the window down. I was like, "Hey, sir." <laughs> and like I said, he wasn't asking for money. I said, "God told me to give you this," and so I gave it to him. And so, so like you said, someone says, "Well, God told me. God told me. God told me." I also want to be very careful about that. Because some people use the uh, use that phrase "God told me" as an excuse to leave the will of God yeah, <laughs> or to do exactly. something else. Uh, I I try to be very careful with saying God spoke to me. God told me. Go ahead. After yes. that conversation with Bishop, I'm very careful about it too. Yeah. I actually never. I have never used it in a conversation ever again. Yeah, like, yeah. Never told to someone that God told me to do this, uh, because yeah. it's a very big claim. It is. It is. But in the experience of hearing God, like I, I, I'm going back to the very first verse you mentioned, that a very still voice. I wanted to mention that being still, like stopping. And getting away from what you're going through, getting away from the emotions, the stress, and situation is has been very beneficial to me to uh, understand, the, like to to per se hear the voice of God. Like I'm going to Psalms forty six ten, like be still and know I'm God. But it starts with be still. Whenever I feel the urge. Of doing something, that's what I do. I stop, and the, the the stopping helps a lot to check if this is coming from God or this is something that I want to do. Because if this is something that I want to do, when I make when I stop, I'm uh, it makes me sad. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like a heads or tails. Like if you heads or tails, and then the result is making you sad, means that you wanted the other one. That that is what you wanted. But in here it is the same. If it makes me sad, I know, okay, that the urge was something that I was trying to push. Even yeah, uh, yeah. being still for a, p- for a few seconds, for like a couple of minutes at the max, helps a lot. 
few years ago. I was oh, working in serving houses, and I was basically killing bugs. It was pest control. Hmm. And I came to this apartment complex. I was supposed to serve the whole apartment complex. So I had several apartments that I was doing. And some some people were home, some were not. I come to this one apartment that no one was home. Of course, I always knock first. Nobody's home. So I, I had a key. I unlocked the door. And as soon as I walked in, I heard the voice of God say, A witch lives here. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I was like, What? And at this time in my life, I was like, like this was four or five years ago, I was trying to listen to the voice of God. I was trying to be more sensitive and asking God in prayer. I was asking God to speak to me, give me this gift, let me hear your voice. And so I walk in. As soon as I come across the threshold, I heard, a witch lives here. So I was like, okay. So the house or the apartment was kind of messy, but there was no sign or anything that a witch lived there at first it's like you just walk in and there's clothes and there's things there's like blankets on the couch and nothing like no sign initially but that's what the holy ghost said to me so i walk in i walk around the corner i go into the first bedroom and there's like these little collectible dolls these bobblehead dolls things you know and they're kind of weird kind of uh, describe them as gothic, you know. Hmm. And then I see this poster, and it says, basically, sell a soul for 99 cents. And I was like, well, that's weird. First sign that maybe that was God speaking, and it wasn't just some thought that I had. Hmm. So then I leave that bedroom, and I go to the next bedroom, and I'm inspecting and everything, and I'm spraying and doing my thing. And I look up, and on the wall, there's a picture of a witch. And it's from the Wizard of Oz, hmm. like the fairy tale. But there's a picture of a witch. And, like, of course, tying the two <laughs> two things together, one, the child, her son, I guess, had this poster, and then she's got this picture of this witch. And I'm like, okay, so maybe this wasn't my crazy thought. Maybe this was God telling me. What what reason? I don't know. Uh, I just went in there pleading the blood of Jesus, and I, they never came home. I never met them. They're, I don't know, except that maybe God was helping me or training me to listen for his voice, right? Mm. So, But there's other times where I have felt like, like, is that the voice of God? And I'm like, no, that's me. That's just me. <laughs> but uh, this time it was like, no, without a doubt, because there, there's no way that I could have heard that and known that before walking into the house. And anyway, go into this. When you're actually wanting something, you're wanting something to happen. Maybe you're seeking for the will of God and you have a crossroads. And we always want what we want, right? This has happened to me. I... Uh, for a time, I wanted so bad to be full-time in the ministry. I didn't want a secular job anymore. I wanted to just be in ministry. And I wanted it so bad. And my pastor knew it wasn't a secret. So, But then this opportunity came, and uh, I was going to go to the city and basically lead their youth department. And... Hmm. They offered me this job. They offered me pay. They offered me a house. 
uh, our family was going to move and sell everything we have. And I so, but before I said yes, before I said anything, I said, well, I need to pray. I need to talk to God about it first. And so I did. Well, <laughs> the first time I prayed, it felt like I hit a wall. Like there was no Holy Ghost. There was no feeling. There was no good feeling. And there really wasn't a bad feeling, but there was like what I would call a check in my spirit. But I didn't understand what I was feeling. I was new at this. So I asked pastor, obviously my pastor, to pray. I was like, please pray for me too, um, that you, you know I can follow the will of God. And he said, well, you need to hear the voice of God for yourself. <laughs> I said, well... If you hear something, just tell me. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you. You need to hear the voice of God for yourself. I was like, okay. So I kept praying. It went on for months, and I'm staying in contact with this other pastor. And I'm saying, yeah, I love your church. You know, I really want to come, but I'm still praying. I haven't felt God tell me yes yet. So I'm st- I keep praying, and I just like keep coming up to this wall. There's no, There's really no voice. Like, God's not saying you can't go, and He's not telling me to go. But there's this wall. I feel this wall. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep praying until I push through this wall. Because <laughs> I wanted it so bad. And my pastor said, I have an answer. And I'm like, you do? And he goes, yeah, I have an answer. And I'm going to put it in an envelope, and I'm going to save it for when the time comes. I said, just tell me now. <laughs> and he says, No. You need to hear the voice of God for yourself. This is part of your growth. I was like, okay. So I keep praying. And I'm telling you, this went on for like three months. And I I had this job. I was working at a funeral home. It was a horrible job. I'm I'm just wanting something to get out of this place. To, mm. I'm just wanting it so bad. So then I start doing what what no one should ever do. And that is seeking for a sign. And I say, God does speak through signs, but this is a dangerous way to follow after God. Because you can interpret anything as a sign. Exactly. Because we are seeing it through our lens, through our perspective. Oh, this is a sign. Gideon, in the Bible, asked for a sign. But before he got a sign, he heard the voice of God tell him, Gideon, you're a man of valor, and I'm calling you to lead my people. And he's like hiding, and he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not coming. I'm not a man of valor. What are you talking about?" He had no faith in the voice of God. It was a lack of faith for some, uh, for some reason. I think people in I'm just going to generalize this in America. Okay, people in America took this scripture and they live by it. Well, you can just fleece the Lord, just fleece the Lord. You know, because Gideon laid out a fleece, and I forget the order, but he says. If the fleece is dry and the and the grass is wet, then I'll take this as a sign that it's that you're actually talking to me. And then God does it. The fleece is dry and the grass is wet. Then he's like, okay, Lord, I want the fleece to be wet and the grass to be dry. He literally has no faith <laughs> in what he's seeing or what he's hearing. And the next day, he gets up and uh, the grass is dry and the fleece is wet. And then Gideon finally... Get, says, okay, okay, okay. This, this is the voice of God. But he really was scared. He had no faith. But we take that and we say, well, I, I want to fleece God or I'm going to ask for a sign. And like you said, you 
you interpret what you want as a sign. Yeah, so the same thing happened to me. And they told, I was trained, I was taught to do this. And I'm just, I want to help somebody. Please don't do this. Especially when you want something. Like you said, when I want something, I need to pause. I need to stop. I need to listen for the voice of God. God was trying to tell me no, but I didn't want to hear it. He was trying to give me a check in my spirit. And so I'm just looking for a sign. I'm going to tell you how crazy this is because I'm so desperate. I'm so I'm just ready to to jump into the next stage in life. I'm ready to go full-time in ministry. I'm ready to leave the secular jobs behind. And I just wanted it so bad. So I'm looking for a sign. So I'm driving down my road and I'm like, "Okay, God, if a rabbit crosses the road in front of me today, yeah, I'm going to take it as a sign." I'm serious. This is what I said. So Sure enough, a rabbit crosses the road. But I always saw rabbits, like every day. Like it was, it was. <laughs> you kind of chose a sign that would 100% happen. <laughs> yeah. God yes. is, if the thing that has happened every day happens today, I will take it as a sign. <laughs> Stop it if you can. The fuck? The fault or the fallacy in this, the fallacy in this, it's horrible. <laughs> so, yeah, and of course, a rabbit crosses the road. And I'm like, okay, if he goes left, and so I'm driving slow, and then the rabbit goes left, and he could have went, he has two directions. He has a 50-50 choice here, but I'm taking this as a sign. The, the One of the other things that we said was, you know, we're, if our house sells, if someone comes to offer us, $80,000 for our house, then we'll take this as a sign. Well, the only problem is we had a family connected to us that we knew they needed a house. And we knew they were trying to move in the same area that we lived in. So mm-hmm. naturally, we told them what was happening in our life and what we were feeling and all of this. And somehow, some way, they come and they offer us $80,000. It was not because they... <laughs> heard God speak to them. I don't know all the conspiracies behind why this happened. It's no I can I can give a picture. You said if somebody comes and gives me eighty thousand dollars I would take it as a son and then you went and told someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, someone must have heard that I this is what I was praying or what I was looking for. Well they come up and they're like, we want to buy your house for eighty thousand dollars. But uh, we want to do like an owner finance thing. Well, man, they come and they live in our house that we, we moved out. They come to move in. And they, at the end of the day, they just kept making up excuses like why they couldn't buy the house. It was just a horrible deal. They're living in our house. They're, they're just paying the notes. We're not making any profit off of them living there. We're basically just doing them a favor. And sadly, but... You know, we, regardless, it it just wasn't happening. It wasn't working. So finally, I went to my pastor and I said, "Look, I I don't know what it is." And and the situation that I was going into, all of a sudden, it changed. Like it just turned upside down. Some things happened. Some pieces were added, and everything started changing with the situation. Uh, it basically flipped over mm-hmm. and. And my pastor was 
training me through this, and he's like, look, I this is what happened when I prayed. He said, God didn't speak to me and say no or yes, but I felt a check in my spirit. And I said, hey, what does that feel like? I said, because I think I felt the same thing. Is it kind of like a wall? Like you praying and you feel a wall? Like there's there's just a block? And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what it, what it was. I said, I was feeling the same thing, but I kept ignoring it. I kept ignoring it. Through that, I, I learned like how to feel, you know, how to feel this, this sensitivity. What was that I was feeling? He called it a check in his spirit. I, you know, I don't know the Bible term or, or if this happened in the Bible, really. But I just, I, it was a learning experience for me. And it was an amazing learning experience because it caught it, even though it wasn't what I wanted, it, it caused so much growth in me. And I realized a lot of people are not really listening for the voice of God, they're looking for a sign. It, it's the way of the world. And uh, like, it is kind of funny because I used to do it all the time especially in my early days mm-hmm. like i wanted to to do something and i would say god give me a sign if this happens this is a sign or that happens that's a sign then i would see a sign i would be happy i wanted to do it but then the, when the opportunity comes somehow everything was ruined and i couldn't do that thing i was like and I would get angry at God, like, why did that happen? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I was kind of feeling like betrayed, like, you told me, you played me. But <clears throat> after a while, well, when you learn to, because, so, as we claim, the goal of Christianity is to have a relationship with God, to build that relationship. Yeah. And that is based on communication. So you need to have a communication, not not a passive-aggressive sign per se. Yeah, that is what I uh, what I got from this whole asking a sign thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> I I had the sh- fair share of trial in that. I yeah. failed every time. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees for looking for a sign, like really in a harsh way. He said, you know, a wicked and perverse generation seeks for a sign, and a sign won't be there for them. But only the sign of Jonas, how that Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days. So shall the Son of Man be, three days in the earth, and then he will be exalted and resurrected. But he, he told them, he says, you always look to the skies, and you can interpret the weather by seeking for a sign, but you can't hear the voice of God. You can't hear the word of God. Uh, Jesus was the word made flesh. He spoke the words of God. He was God. <laughs> and he, he, the Bible says all power was given to him in heaven and in earth. And here he is speaking. Of course, he spoke in parables so that the people listening might not hear and the people seeing might not see. <laughs> yeah. And uh, But he's like, no sign is going to be given unto you. The word of God is given to you right now. And then I have seen some people who just misuse that. Oh, the Lord spoke to me. The Lord spoke to me. And God keeps changing his mind. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> and then you kind of scratch your head. Okay, God wouldn't change his mind every other day. Uh, we've seen people say, well, the Lord spoke to me and told me that to divorce my wife. I was like, oh, wait, hold up. <laughs> that doesn't work. If anybody comes to you, whether it be an angel of light preaching you another doctrine, they are cursed. Don't listen to them. Cast them away, right? But the point I guess I want to make today in this episode is that, yes, God is still speaking. God still speaks. He can speak to your conscience, to your heart. Yes, we sort of have to decipher. It's a learning curve. I'm not saying I have it down, as I don't. I definitely don't have it down. But there are times where God uses someone, or He has used me, to hear His voice, and there's just there's just a confirmation that comes with it. Like you know that God spoke to you. I want to say more than it, more than the fact that it is just that we say, yeah, God does speak to people. I want to say it is necessary to listen and to search for the voice of God. This is something that is crucial to the faith. Mm. Because uh, the idea of faith and belief and like being spiritual, right now in the current world, there are all modern terms. There are all concepts. So like when I say I believe, like I do have faith, like I'm faithful to this or to that. We're talking about that in in our mind. We are usually it is just that in our mind we keep this belief, or in our mind we accept this thing as a fact. We are loyal to it, or we are spiritual. In our mind, we believe that there there is a spirit realm and there is something more than this world, and we consider all these as a spiritual. But today's definitions what i'm trying to say is that the message of the bible at at the very least in my life i have seen it that the bible is a lot more than these in all of these terms in all of these aspects the bible the the christianity and the relationship with god is is has a lot more to offer is much more than concepts when you read about them they are not the things that you think about are not the things that you kind of agree or disagree to. They're part. They are a big part of our lives. They are the whole center of our personality, our being as a whole. So that's why I think it is crucial to to have the relationship to 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 seek the voice of God. Not yes. It is something that I believe in the. The core message of the Bible, this, it is the meaning of salvation. Well, you put a cherry on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> it is crucial for us to listen to the voice of God. It's good, a good episode. Glad, good episode. I'm glad we had it. The voice yeah. of God. Don't listen. Don't look for signs. Be still. Listen for the voice of God. <laughs>